Welcome to the Authentic Wife Show. I'm Beth Rolls, a conscious marriage coach and author of The Authentic Wife, Uncaging Yourself Through Marriage. I help driven moms who love their kids more than they hate their marriage use the conflict in their relationship to become their most authentic selves so they can create a relationship and life they don't want to escape from. Stop waiting for your husband to evolve and start making every day feel like a vacation. You can find my book, tons of free resources, and Happily Ever After, the only marriage-saving coaching program on my website, theauthenticwifeandmom.com. Thanks for joining me today. Let's get started. Welcome back to The Authentic Wife Show. It's so nice to be here with you today. This has been kind of a crazy month. I have ended up missing a podcast or two. Just, I have been sick. My kids blessed me with uh, their virus cold, whatever it was, followed almost immediately by a stomach bug, you know, from catching all their lovely throw up in, in the middle of the night. It was finally my turn a couple days ago and I've had to take a couple days off and I just kind of got behind on things. So thank you for your patience and for being here and for understanding. Today I want to talk about love and what is love and how do we feel it. So I may have shared already, but recently I went to this new church that I'm becoming a member of this Sunday, and I love that they're doing these small group sessions where a few people get together and talk about what we think about different things. And it's been so nice to kind of hear from some of the other members of the church and, and see where they at are at on things. But of course, coming in as a new person, I didn't necessarily know where they were at. And so we did a small group recently on love. What is love? And there was no book or anything. It was a one-time session, which I wish I had been more um, because it's kind of hard to go in and talk about this sort of serious, mysterious topic. And then we're just gone. Like I didn't know anybody there really. And then they don't know me and I've got lots of opinions on love and then we're gone. So hopefully I didn't... Um, offend anybody while I was there. Hopefully they were as open to what I was saying as I was to what they were saying. But it was very interesting to me how far removed, maybe like assuming that was a sample of the general population, how far removed we are from love. And so when I talk about love and different emotions, I wonder who even understands what I'm saying. I just worked with somebody earlier today and we were talking about anger and I was kind of leading her through an exercise that I do in my program. And I was like, and this anger, you know, feels like this. And when we got done, she was like, I've never experienced anger that way as something that is confident and calm and protective. And then I felt safe in, I've always experienced it as something scary. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> like who hasn't? So all this time I've been talking about how anger alerts you to a boundary violation, how important anger is. And there's probably a lot of you who are in the same 
uh, shoes as her and think that I, it's something scary and that it's not anything you want to get close to when I'm experiencing it as something calm and, and confident like that. So I think it's important to just kind of define love today. Let's really talk about it. What is it? Where does it come from? What does it mean? How do you know when you're feeling it? Why do we feel it? Like when I say that the most important thing that you do in the relationship is shift into love, what does that even mean? So let's just do a little deep dive. But I want to start with a poem that I wrote, not a poem. To me, it's more like a letter. I was deep in meditation. I was in the flow and I was absolutely aligned to love. And this letter sort of came through to me and it's, I don't feel like it was of me. It's from somebody else. And I called it the ultimate wealth. My love is an ocean that surrounds all. It seeks to be dipped into, invited into, splashed like mist in the wind on all who come close to it. My love is endless, born of the stars and illuminated for all eternity. It is for the taking all the time, in infinite quantities, available without cost or contemplation. He who seeks it shall find it. She who breathes it in shall never labor beyond the next breath to experience it once more. No, this love is not finite, nor only for a privileged few, but as abundant as the dirt of the earth, of the sands of the desert, or the life you see everywhere you turn. It is free for the taking and will remain even when given away. It is the original health care plan, the meaning you seek, the heaven you imagine but forget to breathe in. This love is yours and mine and has no owner but belongs to everybody in equal, endless share. Will you breathe it in again? Will you forget about its sweet flavor and live within the bleakness of its absence? Will you refuse to forget it this time? Carry it as your only chest of treasure, for its value is beyond any gold, diamond, or bank full of cash. It is the Holy Grail. Drink from it. Isn't that like powerful? I did not come up with that. I didn't, I didn't labor to creatively write that down. I didn't contemplate any of the words. I literally just listened and heard it and put it on paper. And if you can listen to that and really take it in, that's what I'm trying to talk about today. Because to me, Love is this energetic frequency where God is. Like love and God are the same thing to me. It's just the energy. It's a quality of being. It's a shift 
that we can consciously make or turn tune into, like turning the dial on the radio, right? I talk about that all the time. It is something you can consciously choose to feel in your body. And when we are aligned to this energy, all of our actions are loving and we make choices, say, or do things that are in alignment with our soul and what God or source or the creator or whatever wants for us. When we are in a place of love, we have unconditional positive regard for ourselves and others. It's an expansive, faithful, confident, warm place I can feel in my body when I shift into it. Love is a place where we are deeply connected to our higher selves and to everyone and everything else. So two key points there, maybe three. First of all, love is unconditional positive regard. What does that mean? That means that no matter what somebody does or doesn't do, you have positive regard for them. No matter what you do or don't do or look like or can achieve or can't achieve or say or fail to do or whatever, you have positive regard for yourself. It is not conditional. That doesn't mean that love can exist without boundaries because that is something else that we can shift into. We can lovingly hold a boundary. We can lovingly walk away from people who hurt us, but we can still maintain unconditional positive regard for them because we recognize that they are not their behavior. Something in them, as Gary Zukav would say, a frightened part of their personality is causing them to behave in that way to try to get a need met. But underneath that, they are no different from me and they are me and they are connected to me and they are a beautiful soul who's worthy because it merely exists unconditional positive regard for ourselves and others. So the second point is that if you don't feel unconditional positive regard for somebody else, it means that you don't feel unconditional positive regard for yourself. If you cannot accept somebody where they are. And remember, accept does not mean that you tolerate behavior that violates your boundaries. It means that you accept them as they are, even in that frightened part of their personality. If you cannot accept them with unconditional positive regard, then you are not able to accept that part that's also in you. You have rejected or denied that part of you, whatever it is. Maybe you are judging them as being lazy 
and you just will not have the love there. You won't stay in love. You'll go to a different place. That's because you can't accept the part of yourself that is quote unquote lazy. Unconditional positive regard. And it's somewhere that you can feel in your body when you shift into it. It is a feeling. It took me forever to realize that something that I heard at church every Sunday when I got dragged to Catholic church, they said, lift up your hearts to the Lord. And I thought that that was like an offering. I thought they were like, give this, give this to the Lord, give your whole heart to him. And I now understand, I don't know what their original intention was, but now I understand that when any, like when Jesus, somebody who was walking in the way of it said, lift up your heart. That was an actual lifting of your energy, a shifting of your energy, an opening of your heart. When you feel that heart opening, when you shift into love, it's like your heart just wants to bounce out of your chest. It just wants to expand from you. It feels like it goes like right out of you up to the heavens. That's what it means. It's not giving up something to God. It's literally shifting your heart into this loving place, aligning to God or source or your higher self, whatever you want to call it. Mm. That is when we are deeply connected to our higher selves and to everyone and everything else. And that is the third point that when you are in this place of love, meaning your body is on this frequency, you have turned the dial, you have lifted your heart, you have opened your heart, you have consciously explored your trigger, used it to have the lesson healed yourself. When you shift that energy, you are deeply connected to your higher self and to everything and everyone else. And that means when you are connected, that means that you respect and have that positive, unconditional, positive regard for others, that you have reverence for not only are you this being of light, but they are as well. And you have such wisdom from your higher self. When you're not down in fear, you have so much wisdom. And I promise you this is true because almost every day of the week, I work with a client and bring them through a process at some point that has them access their higher self wisdom. And they are freaking brilliant. I mean, brilliant. You know, my job as a coach is to give you some expertise, things that I have learned, tricks that I have, you know, used, things I've created for myself. But a lot of the time is just connecting you, removing the fear to connect you to your higher self, because your higher self has answers that I do not have. And it will guide you and give you exactly what you need. But we have to climb out of the hole, climb away from the fear, 
understand where it came from, heal from it, know what these different emotions are telling us. And as soon as we do, we shift into this love. We are in this bright, beautiful place. And we have all these answers. And if you remember from the poem, I talk about how it's endless. It's endless. It's for the taking all the time in infinite quantities available without cost or contemplation. He who seeks it shall find it. She who breathes it shall never labor beyond the next breath to experience it once more. It's not finite. It's not for a privileged few, but as abundant as the dirt of the earth, of the sands of the desert, or of the life you see everywhere you turn, it's everywhere. You know, my son is almost seven and he started saying sometimes, you know, mom, you love um, his sister more. You love her more. And I'm like, that is impossible. I can't do that. I can't do that. My love is infinite. There is no, like, I've got 30 ounces of love to pour and I'm going to pour five into you and 25 into her. That's not how it works. It's infinite. I have endless amounts of it. Now there is a difference between love and care, caring for others. And sometimes I will have to spend more time caring for one child than for the other. Or I might just spend more time with one child or the other. Or I might be really focused on giving good affirmations and empathy to one child than the other. But care is not love. My love is endless. Absolutely endless. My battery my own way that I care for myself, my energy may run out every day. I might be depleted at the end of it, but love is always there and always endless. I don't have to recharge love. It's there. Sometimes I'm not aligned to it, but it's always there. So I actually wrote a little bit more about this that I shared at that small group. I used to mistake love for care, thinking that love was what people were doing or not doing when they were caring or not caring for me, rather than taking responsibility for myself once I became an adult, I still depended on others to care for me in the ways I cared for them, which led to constant disappointment. I have since realized that my parents were rarely, if ever, attuned to the energy of love. And they were often more in the energy of fear. They were always depleted and had no idea how to fill themselves up or care for themselves. When it came to relationships, I tried to mimic my childhood and do or be something for my boyfriends so they would find me worthy of their care. I had absolutely no sense of boundaries and became just a source of energy for people to pull from. I had no sense of self or of worth. I felt I had to earn love. I had no idea where I ended and other people began. I thought removing their discomfort by fixing their problems was an act of love. 
And now I see how it could be just the opposite, since that discomfort was theirs, the consequences of their own choices, there to help them grow. Now I can walk beside them rather than trying to carry them out of their own muck. Mm, such an important distinct, uh, distinction there because I used to just try to take away pain for people, but pain has a reason. Just like I said, if there's something in the way of love, we have to figure out what it is. People who are in pain have to figure out what it is. I was just talking to somebody who has been, uh, has kind of a tumultuous relationship with their mom and something happened where her mom disconnected. And since then she just has felt fatigued and not right and kind of irritable and like having struggles with her kids and with parenting. And she wasn't facing the pain. Like, how is this here for me? What is this really about? We try to ignore the pain or hope that it will go away or hope that somebody will take it away. But that pain is something we have to turn and face and walk right into and say, what is this? What do I need to heal in me? Sorry, my voice sounds weird. I'm trying really hard not to cough right now. Leftovers of that illness. But we have to take that pain and go, what is here for me. What do I need to heal? What inner child part of me do I need to love? What thing have I taken from my parents that I'm still carrying with me, that I'm still letting it bog me down? How am I depending on them to feel loved and forgetting that I am love? How am I doing that? You know, I think about people who exemplify the idea of love, even if imperfectly. And one of the top people who comes to mind is Fred Rogers. You probably, probably seen me talk about him before. I think that he tried to demonstrate and speak of love. I'm not sure he was always in that place for his own family or for anybody who triggered his unhealed wounds. I don't know that. But from his writing and from watching his show, he actually wrote quite a few books. And one of his parenting books is like a conscious parenting book from way back when, right? I think he was trying to show people what love is. I, I love all of his messages. I really do. He was really such a brilliant man. And then my own husband can spend a lot of time in the place of love, probably not even aware that that's what he's doing. My kids are almost always in that place. And my goal is just to not pull them from it. Pets reside here. Things out in nature reside here. That's why if you are ever feeling like, I don't know how to shift into love. I don't know how to do this. One of the ways is to go out in nature, go sit next to a tree, go to a beach, when I ask my clients to define their key to happiness, what is the memory when things felt loving, when things, when there was perfect harmony, when their heart was open, it's almost always outside. And for women, a lot of the time, hundred percent of the time is in the sunshine. 
100%. <laughs> and for a lot of women, it's in the ocean. There's something about being immersed in nature that it's like you can't help but, but align to it because we entrain to or we match the things that we are um, close to. Uh, just like your, if your husband's in fear, you're going to match his fear until you know how to do that differently. When you go out into nature, you match the vibration of nature, the energy of it, the, um, like the radio station of it. Like if nature is playing the love station, you're going to start singing the same song. Like it's going to get stuck in your head and you're going to attune to that station you're going to tune to that station. You're going to become love. You're going to shift back to your authentic self. So that was one of the things that I shared with that group that I joined was they're like, I don't even know if I've ever experienced it. And I was trying to share with them that, yes, you have, but it probably didn't have anything to do with people. Your memory of being in this state probably happened on a vacation which is why so many people are desperate to travel and, and really want to go experience things and get that urge to just go to the beach. It's your body saying, look, we, we haven't felt like ourselves in a long time and we need a trip to go and <laughs> line to love, go align to our authentic self, take us out of here because we don't know how to do it on our own. We don't know how to be it. We don't know that's always available to us. We have to go be dunked in a salty bath <laughs> to know what that feels like again, or, or lay under the sunshine to literally soak up that energy of love. When you can hold on to that feeling, which you can consciously choose to hold on to every day in your life. There's nothing that you ever feel like I have to have this to feel better. He has to do this for me, for me to feel better. My mom has to talk to me this way for me to feel better. I have to own this car to feel better. I have to go to Disney to feel better. There, there will be nothing like that anymore. That's my experience. Every day I do energetic hygiene. I sit down, I light the sage, I pull a tarot card, I get some insight from that, I journal, I figure out what I'm feeling, and then I figure out what those feelings mean. And then I figure out what I need to learn from that. How is it here for me? How do I need to heal from my childhood? How do I need to get rid of a limiting belief that's not working for me anymore? What do I need to hand back to my parents that wasn't mine? How do I need to reparent myself? What is my intention? What do I want? I find that place of clarity and I shift into love. And then I meditate. Or really, I do the shifting while I meditate. Usually I meditate for two reasons. The first one is to develop mindfulness, to maintain mindfulness, which is the control over my brain so that the thoughts don't just control themselves. I want to be able to stop any 
depleting inauthentic thoughts in their tracks. I don't want to be a slave to my mind. I'm in control of my mind. I am the director in this movie. I get to decide what I think about. And the second reason is so that I can spend that moment aligning to love. And in the beginning, I did a lot of releasing. And a lot of my clients who start meditating say, oh, I just cry every time I sit down. Yeah, because you're allowing yourself to sit in stillness and actually feel everything that you've resisted. So it's a wonderful way to release some of the things you're not even aware of yet. But then eventually it becomes just the time for you to shift and a time for you to hear messages like this poem or this letter that I read earlier to, to really bask in the glow of what we are supposed to feel. I'm not a super religious person, but since I've been in another small group that has been studying the Bible lately, we've been reading a fantastic book. Uh, let me see if I can find the name of it really quick. It's called the dream of God, a call to return by Verna. I think it's Verna Dozier. And, um, it, it's got these quotes. So they're in my head again, I'm not trying to push any religion on you, but I believe that Jesus came here to basically give a lot of the same message I'm trying to give you right now. And he referred to this state of love as the kingdom of heaven. And he said, it is at hand. It's like right now, like you're in it right now. And he talks about being like the child, removing this uh, separation from others and power over others. Children come to us in this state of love. Can we be fully present? Can we be in love right now? And then what he continues to talk about, or the message that we get from all of that, is how important, um, one, two, three, four, five things are. Relationship, love of self and others, community, faith in a higher power, and creation. By creation, I mean like literally creating things, because I think that we're here on this planet to live in a state of love to create when we are in that place to have faith that a higher power is leading us and to just go with what we feel called to do. And um, we're meant to live in communities and support one another. And of course, we use relationship to heal and to remember our purpose, why we're here and to further be able to grow in love because every time somebody hits you with something that you think you can't accept, it's an opportunity for you to accept it in yourself. So that's what I think love is. What do you think love is? I would be very happy to hear from you. And if this is still confusing, let me know. Cause I'm really, really, I really want everybody to get this message. It's so important. You can feel the shift in your body. All right. That's all for me today. Thank you for joining me and I will see you next time. Bye.